Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. So um, today, let's just pray for the word. <laughs> we thank you, Father. We thank you um, for your love that you have for us. And we thank you for the continuing revelation of the great love that you have for us. And we thank you, Lord God, for who you are and that even though we explore you day by day, Sunday after Sunday, week by week, Lord God, we will never understand the depths of your love through all eternity. So today we have an opportunity to delve into your good news and we say, pour it out, God. Pour it out and confirm your word with signs following in Jesus' name. Um, I want to remind you all um, to keep Pastor Joy in your prayers. Um, she's recovering from surgery. She had an appendectomy this week. So um, keep her and Pastor Daniel and their family in your prayers. And, and we, we're just so thankful, Pastor Daniel, for um, how you shepherd us and how you lead us into the love of God. So thank you so much. Um, today, I want to talk to you about walking in the spirit. And walking in the spirit is a journey of walking in the love of God. Okay. So we're on a journey. We're on an adventure. And we're exploring the love of God. And I want to begin in 1 Corinthians 2.1. So I'll just turn over there. And I am going to be reading mostly um, from the Passion Translation today. And I'm going to quickly read the first chapter. We're going to dig into the word today. My brothers and sisters, and this is, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he's speaking to the church at Corinth. And the church at Corinth was a very metropolitan church. And they had all kinds of issues going on in the church, much like we do today. People were struggling with, um, with their flesh. <laughs> so um, so just, just to set that up, I just thought you should have a little background knowledge on this. And then um, this is Paul talking. And when he comes to him, when he comes to the people, he declares that he doesn't know anything but Christ and him crucified. Now, Paul was a very educated man in the word of God during the day and time that he lived. And, but it was head knowledge. It was head knowledge. He knew about God. He knew the word. But the word declares to us that we can't fully understand the word unless we have the spirit of Christ living inside of us. 
So he said, nothing matters unless I come to you proclaiming Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected from the dead. Because that is the culmination and the starting point for entering into the love of God. So, how many of you like science fiction? <laughs> I like to call the gospel science nonfiction. Okay? Um, because we are dealing with an omnipotent or all powerful all-knowing, omniscient, or omnipresent spirit being, God, who lives outside of the realm of time and space. Okay? And he's chosen to give us access to Him, his very self, and he calls himself love. He's chosen to give us access through his son, Jesus Christ. So he sent Jesus Christ and he said, and Jesus Christ paid for every sin or bad thing we would ever do, past, present, and future. And he says, I love you so much. I love you so much. I don't want anything to stand between us. And I want to spend eternity pouring in the depths of my love to you. Now here at the church, we've been experiencing some of the depths, more depths of the love of God, perhaps more than we have experienced in the past, some of us. Like um, joy unspeakable and filled with glory. That is a manifestation of the love of God. When people are falling over in the, in the spirit, Sometimes our minds don't quite get it. It bypasses our minds, but it's a manifestation of the love of God. So when we receive this gift of grace, this gift of love through Jesus Christ, he is the doorway to the Father, um, we are actually transformed. We take on a new nature and we change our citizenship. That's right. <laughs> We're not of the earth anymore. This is where the science nonfiction comes in. <laughs> um, we become citizens of heaven. That's right. And we have access to all that God has to offer. Everything. Everything the Father gave Jesus, he made available to us. That's pretty mind-blowing. That's his plan, though. That's his plan. He, he said, uh, Jesus is what love looks like. Jesus is what love looks, looks like. And I want you to look like Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go back to... 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4, and this is Paul speaking. 
The message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty God's, the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. That's what we're talking about, the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in the almighty power. So how many know God's wisdom is not foolish? The world system sees the wisdom of God or Jesus Christ crucified as foolish. But it's not foolish because it gives us access to the intellect of the Father and to the heart of the Father. Okay, and everything that the Father does is born out of his love. He is love. Okay, so think of the ocean. Think of the ocean. Think of how many drops of water are in the ocean. Can you wrap your mind around that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm tempted to to count how many cup, drops of water would be in an eight ounce glass. But that's just one example. All the drops in the ocean, God loves you more than that. He loves you more than the expanse of the universe. And his goal is to get that love inside of you. And he has chosen Jesus Christ as the access point. And he's put no condition on the access point, just that you acknowledge that it's his way, that Jesus died for your sins, and that he rose from the dead. That's really key that he rose from the dead because that tells us once we receive Jesus, we have that access, that resurrection life living inside of us. So we're transformed into a new creation. We actually are not compelled to sin the way that we used to because of our new nature. And I say all that to um, present to those of you who may be sitting on the fence and wondering, who is this God? What is he like? Um, and to to give you an opportunity to access his grace and his love and his goodness. That is the good news. And everything that is spoken in church is good news because it's another facet of the love of God. So when the spirit is moving, um, we need to focus on the love of God because we need to be like God. And his focus is always love, always pouring it out, always dispersing it. He's just so passionate about love. And so we say to those, you know, who maybe haven't taken the leap of faith um, to experience uh, agape, which is the God kind of love, that come to the table. Just say yes. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to the Father. 
and all that he's done for you. All right. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to John 15, 5 through 12. And just to set this uh, passage up for you, this is Jesus speaking. And he's kind of giving um, his disciples his last instructions. Okay? And remember, this is walking in the Spirit is a journey of walking in the love of God. So I'm going to begin in verse 5. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. I'm going to skip down to verse 7. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Okay, let's just stop right there for a minute. A powerful union with Jesus Christ is walking in the Spirit. Okay? Um, And what happens is the Father reveals his will. This is how Jesus operated in the earth and how God intends for us to operate in the earth. We, the, we have intimate relationship because of our acceptance of Jesus Christ. Our spirit man becomes born and we can partake of spiritual things. And God wants, has the ability, he's powerful enough to have relationship with 7 billion people at the same time and to pour in his love to them because he knows that that will be the best thing for everybody. Okay, so when we have this access to Jesus Christ and we're hearing from the Father through the Holy Spirit, that's how Jesus operated. He heard from the Father through the Holy Spirit, and then he did what he heard. Okay? So that is the place where we enter in to the authority of the Father. When we hear his heart, when we hear his thoughts, and then we, let me just uh, read you my notes. <laughs> The Father reveals his will to us through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us. At this juncture, we enter into the Father's authority on the matter. When our voice merges with his will, the power of his kingdom is released into the earthly realm. So he designed us to be like Jesus to hear from the Father, and then to release the Father's will in the earth. And that is, that's, that's a powerful place to live 
walking in the spirit. And you can see the dynamic in the agreement of the Godhead, the Trinity, and the function, how they function. So the Father is in heaven, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the agent of God here on the earth. Okay, so we're going to go back. So that's how we get our prayers answered. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to what Jesus was saying. You can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You're loved as much as Jesus. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. That's God's will for you. Continually let your his love nourish your hearts if you keep my commands you will live in my love just as I have kept my father's commands for I continually live nourished and empowered by his love my purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness so when we allow the Father to nourish our hearts with his love, our joy is full. It's made full. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. So how did Jesus love us? He heard what the Father was saying and he did it. Okay? And the command... The word command in the, in the Greek has a connotation of doing things with the end goal in mind. And, and the Father's end goal is always love. It's always love. For the greatest love of all is the love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends what Jesus did for us. And I'm going to skip down to verse 15. And Jesus says, but I call you, it's not, it's kind of halfway through this uh, verse, but I call you my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from the Father. There's Jesus, the gateway. You didn't choose me but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. So these, this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. Okay. So... We manifest the love of God deeply when we walk in the Spirit, when we hear what the Father is saying, and then we act on it. We disperse it. Okay. So 
what does loving each other deeply look like in our individual lives? It's as individual as we are. The Lord created you individually with an intense design. You have attributes that no other human has. And he has assignments for you. And we come to know what these assignments are by spending time in his presence and hearing from him. And the assignments that he gives us, he gives us the grace to complete them. He empowers us by his love. His love is what empowers us. So it's sitting in his presence, receiving the love of God, just receiving the love of God that empowers us to fulfill our assignments. Okay, and these assignments from God um, are given to us to reflect his love according to our individual identity, which is a reflection of the love that he gave for you. So the ultimate expression of love is living through Christ, keeping his word. Now, when he says keeping his word back in um, John 15, that word is his spoken word, his rhema word. So this is the words we hear from him out of intimate relationship. So when we, the word of God comes and we keep his command or keep his word, that's when we're loving others the best. That's the ultimate expression of his love. And his spoken word, I want to reiterate, is born out of an intimate relationship with him. And I know this is really basic, but sometimes we need to go back to the basics. Connecting the dots, you know, and being focused, being focused on these very aspects. So, once again, how do you know what your assignments are? What does your reflection of love look like? We know what they are by spending time with him individually and soaking up his love. That's number one. And number two, the second way is by living in community with other believers who allow the love of God to flow through them as they affirm your true identity by bringing the kingdom like Jesus did. Right? So when you live in the midst of other believers who are hearing from God, um, God then speaks to them and affirms what he's spoken to your heart. Okay, so we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians. And 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verses 9 and 10. 
this is what the scripture says. Things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. When we're joined to Christ, we are his lovers because we have experienced his love. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. So when we walk in the Spirit, we're adventuring and exploring with God in his eternal reality and he imparts imparts things to us that we couldn't possibly know makes it exciting <laughs> and um, it's it's there's such life his life is embedded in these things so to truly experience the abundant life that he came for we walk in the spirit we enjoy him we partake of his heart After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. So by his spirit, we understand God's thoughts. For we did not receive the spirit of the world system, but the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. All that his unmerited favor, the expression of his love has lavished upon us freely, freely, freely given to us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit, from the father, by the spirit, through Jesus Christ, and not with words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit-revealed truths and spirit-revealed words. All right. So someone living on an entire humanly level where they haven't entered in through the door, Jesus Christ, through the gateway of receiving the love of God, um, rejects the revelations of God's spirit for they make no sense. They don't make sense to them. That's why the gospel is so important, proclaiming Jesus Christ. That's the first step. He can't understand the revelation of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. The spirit man has to be born. There's that um, cosmic eternal truth when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our spirit man is born. We're changed. Our nature's changed. Those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God, because we're individuals, and we all have different giftings and talents, and we all should individually be exploring our relationship with God and being led and guided by him. 
Who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough, and it says to become his counselor? Now there are certain individuals who have influence in counseling God. But generally, when we know the mind of Christ, he's given us the mind of Christ. We generate his counsel. We're not telling God what to do, usually. We're generating his counsel. It's flowing out of us. We're coming into agreement with his will and dispersing it. And, and, and he is so noble and kind. His ways are mercy and grace, which is love and compassion, love and compassion, love and compassion, that he's patient with us and that he allows us to enter into conversation with him and say, what about this? What about that? You know, so, um, so his real desire is for us to have this intimate communication. And so when we're not walking in the spirit, what does that look like? I'm just going to touch on this really quick because, um, because we need to. <laughs> okay. Um, it looks like comparing ourselves to others, quarreling, taking sides, uh, living uh, self-centered, um, dominated by our flesh and what our flesh craves, rather than dominated by the spirit. So it's like, I like to think of it this way. Watermelon is really sweet, <laughs> but when you sense a seed in your mouth, comparing yourself to others, any of these things, you just spit it out and keep walking in the spirit. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Just recognize it, spit it out, walk in the spirit. Express the love of God. Because what was Jesus? Um, he said, express the love of God deeply. And he knew that we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fail. We're going to fail. What happened after he said that? Peter failed big time. You know, he rejected God. He denied him. But God came back. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? He affirmed his love for Peter, even when he failed. And that's what we need to do. We need to be like God and affirm our love for others, even when they fail. We need to encourage them to be who God really created them to be. So this expression, when God reveals his secrets to us, this is one expression of God's love to us and the dynamic that causes us to love others deeply and it causes him to love others through us. So 1 John 4.19 says, um, in the in the Passion Translation, we love others well by being ever grateful for what God has done for us. So we love others well when we've received the love of God. When we continually receive 
be in a posture of receiving his love, sitting in his presence, because that's how we are able to love others, by sitting in his presence, receiving his love. Um, then we're thankful. We become thankful, so thankful for everything that he's done for us through Jesus Christ and through the manifestation, the varied manifestations of his love. So many more than we can even possibly comprehend. We love because he first loved us. New American Standard Version. Okay, and now we're going to go uh, to Galatians 5. Uh, Pastor Daniel spoke so brilliantly on this uh, two weeks ago. And we're going to be in verse 16 and 17. And I'm going to read this from the New American Standard Version. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. The flesh sets its desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Okay, so how do we feed our spirit man so we don't walk in the flesh? We pray in the spirit, we pray in the spirit, we deposit nourishment to our spirit man, which is the word of God. And sometimes uh, we'll just wanna read and just store up, read it a bunch of pages in the Bible and store up like a bank account of the word of God that we can recognize more readily when he's speaking to us. And other times, and I really encourage you to do this so you can really develop um, an intimate relationship with God, is ask him, God, what do you want me to read? And listen for him to tell you which, which passage And then you'll be, then you'll be like, oh, when when you understand, oh, that's why you wanted me to read that, or you know, it'll just really encourage you, and and really affirm how intimately he is involved in every aspect of our lives. And then we're going to skip down to bearing this fruit. When we love each other deeply, we bear fruit that Jesus talked about. So the Father takes care of the plants. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. We're abiding in the vine. We're producing fruit by abiding in Jesus. Okay? But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. And I thought, you know, in this new living... Um, Pardon me, the Passion Translation. I love this, and I'll just read it again. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows is an expression of God's love. Peace that subdues is the expression of God's love. This is all that the Holy Spirit's flowing through us to produce this. Patience that endures 
It is a manifestation of God's love, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit, all manifestations of God's love. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. So we're not keeping the law, we're, we're, we're coming to know God out of relationship with him. And the Holy Spirit is pouring in and developing fruit with us because we're abiding in Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion for everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. You are righteous. Once you receive Jesus Christ and you have that new nature, you're righteous. You're just as righteous as Jesus because you're covered with his blood. We need to keep that in mind because the enemy will lead us down these bunny trails to make us think that we're something less. And when we think that we're something less, we don't allow the love of God to pour through us like he intended, which is to pour through us the way that it poured through Jesus Christ. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So we're, we're living in the Holy Spirit. We're going on a journey with the love of God. So may we never be arrogant or look down on another. For each of us is an original. Each of us reflects the glory and the love of God. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. All right, and then we're gonna to go to Romans. And I'm really coming in for a landing here. <laughs> so Romans 8, and once again out of the Passions Translation, verse 1. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. The case is closed. There's no condemnation. Once you receive Jesus and your spirit man is born, you stand approved and righteous and you are a partaker of the divine nature. God actually pours his very self into you and empowers you to live a life of his love, of God love, agapeo. <laughs> Woo-hoo! No. <laughs> I'll get excited. <laughs> For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us, liberated us from the law of sin and death, from any list of requirements. We just receive from him and are empowered by his grace. God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of our human nature. So we're back to that new nature 
the God of the universe creating inside of us, just changing us from the inside out. So we're not weak in our flesh anymore. He empowers us through his love. When you, before you receive Jesus, you can try, try, try as hard as you want, as hard as you want, and you're going to fail. And you're going to get discouraged, and it's not a good road to hoe. But once you receive Jesus, um, you receive the abundant life that you came access to the abundant life. And you journey with the love of God, constantly journeying, will journey through all eternity, comprehending more and more of his love. Second Peter 1.4 says, we are partakers of the divine nature. Okay, and then we'll go to verse 14, Romans 8. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So when we're moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, that's maturity. <laughs> when we're up here, <laughs> we're just allowing him to, to bypass our mind, right? Because the intellect of God is so much wiser than anything we can understand, right? We haven't caught up to him. But in the ages to come, I think he'll reveal it to us. We'll be, he'll be like, oh, that's what I was doing then. But right now, he requires faith and trust. So, um, and all of these things are a manifestation of his love, remember? <laughs> okay, 814. Okay, so we're led by the impulses. Then we're going to go to 16 and 17. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. That's what the Holy Spirit whispers to you. If you are hearing anything but that, but you are God's beloved child, that's not the Holy Spirit. Wow. Right? And shouldn't we be in agreement? With the Holy Spirit, encouraging each other, spurring each other on. You are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Now that is mind-blowing good news. Help us. Help our unbelief, Jesus. Amen? We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. So, accept what Jesus did for you on the cross. Accept the fullness of it, not just the little portion that's going to get you into eternity. But the journey of the Spirit, walking in the manifestation of the love of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We just praise you. We worship you. Uh, we just pray that you just deposit your manifest presence more and more in each one of us, God. 
that you make us more in tune to the Father's voice, that you would help us to focus on what you have in store for us, Lord God, and to be an expression of your never-ending love, your never-failing love of all that you are, God. We just are so grateful for who you are, for your majesty, God. For your majesty, God. For your mercy and grace expressed through you, to us, through us, to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.